0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed. I want to welcome you into the show. My friends, you know, life when it comes to understanding people, our own lives and whatnot, we often are taught one avenue. We're not taught a overall circular understanding of the world. And one of the problems I see is people don't understand some of the simple truths of life. One of the simple truths of life that I have come to understand, and one that I've really debated on, and I know a lot of people are gonna not agree with me. They might even get a little upset, and that's totally fine. That is your right to get upset if you want to get upset. But, you know, we're gonna raise a question today that might get ruffled your feathers a little bit. Here's a question: Do women rule the world? That's the question. Now. Some of you might have some gut reactions to that, and that's that's good, because that's human. Most people have gut reactions to things, whether they be good, bad, in between. But today, I want to encourage you to open up your understanding and not just go for these snippet points, not just go for the soundbite clips, because those are too easy to do and often lack clarity and understanding. So we're going to go through this topic because... I would here to wager that a lot of us had a gut reaction to the question of "Do women rule the world?" From the feminists who would probably say "Duh," to some people on this side of the internet, they might say, "Austin, how could you say that? Have you turned coat?" Other people might be confused, and overall, I want to cut through all the emotions and have a logical conversation because, at the end of the day, we can put forth any emotions we want into the atmosphere and onto the vast universe of the internet but it's very rare that you have an intellectual conversation that approaches it from as many sides as possible and ultimately puts the decision in your court so you can decide what you want to do for yourself and that is what i want to do for you today now without further ado what i think we should do first is go to the first video of the day. And this is going to mainly, this conversation's mainly gonna turn on the ideas of power. Because when you talk about ruling the world, it's very easy to say, well, Austin, they can't rule the world. There's not a lot of women in politics. Well, you know, it's interesting you say politics because politics are just one measurement of power. And one that is very overt, I'd like to add, we're going to go a little more into the subversive. We're going to go a little more into what you may not expect. So I would like to show you the first video of the day. And let's get into this and let's hear, let's hear what she has to say. But before we do that, I want to encourage you to leave your thoughts below in the comment section. You can go on my Twitter page, at Sheep get Leave all your thoughts there. I highly encourage it. Let's hop into this video, shall we?
1: Women are and have always been in complete control of the direction of society, and here's why I think that. Young men are driven by one thing. Sex. They just want to get laid. And now it's very easy for them to get laid. I see a lot of tweets saying men used to build stuff and write books, and now they just post songs on their Instagram stories. So true. But why is that? Because it's easy for them to get sex men posting things on their instagram story today is the modern day equivalent of gatsby throwing lavish parties so that maybe daisy might notice from across the bay there was a time back in the day where men couldn't really get laid unless they got married and they couldn't really get married unless they were providers that's what pushed them to do cool shit now they just have to know four chords on a guitar so they do nothing The driving force of man has always been, and will always be, woman. In conclusion, it's our civic duty to make men earn sex for the greater good of society. Thank you.
0: Alright, I want to stop right there, because this is a clip we need to break down. Trust me, I had some gut reactions to that.
2: Oh, hell no!
0: Because she has good points. She really does. She has great points. Here's the problem. She's approaching it from the female perspective. That is the problem, number one. Now you know what I'm going to save my takes. We're going to relook at, we're going to revisit this video. I'm going to break it down, and uh, let me know if you agree or disagree with my breakdown.
1: Women are and have always been in complete control of the direction of society, and here's why I think that. Young men are driven by one thing, sex. They just wanna get laid. And now it's very easy for them to get laid. I see a lot of tweets saying men used to build stuff and write books, and now they just post songs on their Instagram stories, so true. But why is that? Because it's easy for them to get sex.
0: Okay, we're gonna stop it right there. Number one, that is false, 100% false. Why do I say that? Well, because let's look at the facts for a second. According to the facts I have read, what is it like 40%? If at 40% of men have procreated compared to like 80%. And I could be those numbers could be a tiny bit off percentage-wise, but the overall point is this: most men back in the day when medical technology sucked and wars were a lot more prevalent, and we had less civilized society, a lot more disease exposure, a lot more elemental exposure, and a lot less quality of life. Men died earlier and the life expectancy was like 30 so when it comes to men getting sex was easy is easy, easy now that is false in fact if anything it's gotten harder for a guy back in the day all a guy had to do was go to war and uh he was pretty much guaranteed sex when the pillaging happened but now now do works his entire life to try to get sex the average guy has what like four sexual partners over the course of his entire life not over the course of a year, not over the course of 10 years, but the course of his entire life. Now, it might not seem that way because you only see, you see Chad, Tyrone, Pookie, Ray Ray, you see these guys get chicks with relative ease and you see them on the internet and so you think that that's the average experience when in fact, that is false. Most men work their entire lives to get women to notice them and to get sex. That is a fact, however, When you have women out here saying stuff like this, that it's easy for men to get sex, what she's talking about is the guys that she has dealt with have had an easy time getting sex from her and from the other girls in their rotation. That is true, but the average dude does not exist to her. She's an average looking woman. She's not ugly, but she's average looking. The average woman compared to the average man, women get sex easy. All they gotta do is ask the first dude on the street to hook up with them. Dude's clothes are halfway off by the time the sentence is over. And she got to lay on her back, doesn't have to do anything but lay there, and congratulations, she's had sex. For a dude, dudes can't do that. We go to jail. We have to provide something to the world, whether it's good looks, whether it's um, good, good economic standing, whether it's high social status, whatever it is. We have to bring something of value to be rewarded with sex. I even hate using the term rewarded, it makes it sound like a dog getting a treat, but that's how a lot of women see sex, and if they don't see it when they're younger, they learn real quickly from their moms, from their, aunties, from their aunties, and from their fellow peers. They learn very quickly that men desire the thing between their legs, and so they use it to their advantage, as they should, because everyone uses advantages they have at their disposal. Let's keep going.
1: Men posting things on their Instagram story today is the modern-day equivalent of Gatsby throwing lavish parties so that maybe Daisy might notice from across the bay. There was a time back in the day where men couldn't really get laid unless they got married. And that
0: is true, but I want to correct one thing she said. Number one, men got married because it was expected, especially in um, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, the monothe- monotheistic religions of the time, especially it was required for you to get married to have sex because otherwise you were impure now and there were more sexually liberated societies but still marriage was expected marriage back then is not marriage today marriage today is controlled by the state marriage back in the day was not controlled by the state but enforced by the community it was seen as an obligation to society and a way to as a, as a way to establish a stake in civilization itself In a lot of ways, unless unless you, of course, you were rich or had power, then you could bend the rules. But the average person had to play by those rules. Today, marriage is a taxable and forcible thing according to the state. The state didn't have the power it has today. The state back in the day had somewhat limited power because it had limited access to information, limited access to force, and limited access to understanding what the people were up to because they just didn't have the abilities that we have today with Intelligence gathering agencies a, a added access to technology and whatnot. So, again, when you talk about marriage, it's very easy to say marriage today versus marriage of yesteryear and say because it's the same word, it has the same meaning, it has the same rules. That is 100% untrue. Let's keep going.
1: They couldn't really get married unless they were providers. That's what pushed them to do cool shit.
0: Okay, first of all, when she talks about providing something, what she means is men had to have property. Back in the day, you couldn't just be a renter, have your own crib, and invite girls over to the crib, have a glass of wine, and scoodly poop. Couldn't do that. To, you could do that now if you're attractive enough. Back in the day, you had to have property. You had to have people working that property. You had to have a stable way of life to get married. Now, in some parts of the world, you could still go down to the red light district, but now, in modern day society, in most countries, you can't do that, because it's seen as regressive instead of a a controllable release for the hardships of the average man. Now, I'm not here to debate morality. I think morality is largely a weapon used by the weak, but again, we need to provide proper context, because women see things fundamentally differently than men, which we will continue to get into as the show continues.
1: Now, they just have to know four chords and a guitar, so they do nothing. That's just the men she's dealt with, by the way. The driving force of man has always been and will always be woman.
0: I want to correct that. The mostly only weak men. Strong men have never had trouble getting sex because they were already at the top and then need it to. Does it motivate men who are weak or down bad or who need to build themselves? Sure. But back in the day, there was not a lot of economic freedom for you to... Increase your stake in society. In most societies, you were locked in birth, and that's still the case in multiple different cultures across the world.
1: In conclusion, it's our civic duty to make men earn sex for the greater good of society. Thank you.
0: See, but she's she's using sex as a leverage tool, as a pawn of power to get you to do what they want to do. That is the textbook definition of manipulation. So when I say women rule the world. an extent they do because they control the one thing that men really want and men men have found tried to find ways to use this to their advantage circumnavigate the process altogether and a lot of times religious leaders have to step in to prevent this type of behavior because there's a fundamental difference between a, a single woman and a married woman and if you're a married woman today Still leveraging sex against your husband, you are breaking the social contract, and you are a disgrace. But let's see more. So I've had Pastor Mark on a show before. He's cool. Again, I've I've reviewed his videos. I actually want to have him on my show at some point. That'd be fantastic. But... Let's cut down this video and see what he has to say, shall we? Let's do
3: it. If she's learned to manipulate you through sexual perversion and pleasure, that means that she isn't in love with you. If you meet a gal and she's just really good in bed, so you sort of overlook everything else, that is not your wife, that is your witch you got to be very careful that you don't sign up for a lifetime supply of sex because with it comes a lifetime supply of demons. If that woman controls you through sleeping with you, two things you need to know. Number one, she'll never stop trying to control you. And number two, she'll probably start sleeping with someone else. If she's learned to manipulate you through sexual perversion and pleasure, that means that she isn't in love with you,
0: that she is using you, and she knows how to use men. All right. Thank you, Foster Mark. I appreciate it. So we're going to break this down. But first, I wanna point out, this is from a Christian perspective in this particular video. So again, this is what I talk about when I say that religious leaders have to get ahead of this. Because the, one of the problems we have in society is the fact that a lot of men are disenfranchised and are looking for ways to achieve in their life. And if you've hi, been with enough women After a while, you realize their tactics of manipulation, you see how they try to use you like a pawn or on a piece on a chessboard, which we'll get to after this, but let's go back to Pastor Mark's video and let's break this down. If she's learned to manipulate you through sexual perversion and pleasure,
3: that means that she isn't in love with you. If you meet a gal and she's just really good in
0: bed, so you sort of overlook everything else, that is not your wife, that is your witch. First of all, I want to point out he's 100% correct, but that's what the definition of a simp is. The definition of a simp is what he just described. Someone who is uplifting, a simpist stands for someone who idolizes mediocre Hunani, mediocre peace leave, shout out to CGA. That is what he's talking about. Now, women have done this since the beginning of time. problem is back in the day, it was a little harder to do because uh, men could basically... It was harder to convict people of crimes because they didn't have cameras, blah, blah, blah. But he's pointing out a very uncomfortable truth that a lot of people do not like to discuss. They don't like to discuss the fact that women leverage sex against you to control you because... They have this idea of women in society that women are sugar, spice, and everything nice when in fact that image was manufactured by them to get something from you for as little effort as possible. And we're going to dive more into this in a minute, but it's interesting to see this from a more religious perspective. And you got to be very careful that you don't sign up for a lifetime
3: supply of sex because with it comes a lifetime supply of demons. If that woman controls you through sleeping with you, two things you need to know. Number one, she'll never stop trying to control you. Facts. I mean, that's just,
0: I don't know how you could argue the other otherwise.
3: And number two, she'll probably start sleeping with someone else. I mean, she'll probably do that anyway, statistically speaking, but yes. She's learned to manipulate you through sexual perversion and pleasure. That means that she isn't in love with you that she is using you, and she knows how to use men?
0: First of all, every woman on the planet knows how to use men, whether they'll admit that or not. That's a different question altogether. But women in general, they know how to manipulate men. It's really not that hard. All they have to do is promise them the potential for sex. And a lot of men will be on the hook for a long time, longer than they like to admit that they will chase that thing. Because offering the possibility of something in a lot of ways is greater than or equal to giving the actual thing it produces the equivalent result and I'll, in a minute we'll play a little bit of a from a chapter from a book that changed my life and changed my outlook on reality itself written by a woman a book about women written by a woman very raw i, I guarantee you if you don't like if you can't handle my show then you probably shouldn't read this book if you can't handle reading Biblical Bachelor by yours truly, then you can't handle this book. Because it it's called The Manipulated Man by Esther Villar. It lays out exactly from her perspective, yes, her, how women manipulate men. And this was written back in the 70s during the height of the first wave of feminism. Or second, actually. Yeah, second wave of feminism. So, all that to say... Is women will use sex against men, because it's one of one, if, one of, if not the only, thing they can truly leverage against you as a man. They can't leverage finances because you probably make more money than them. They can't leverage that they're stronger than you or what. They can't leverage really anything else against you, so they even monopolize the sex, sexual marketplace. Which they have full right to do, by the way. I'm not here to tell you they shouldn't. Economics 101. Control the supply, you increase the demand. But let's get into this. This is a book by Esther Vilar called The Manipulated Man. Okay? So this is done by El Zorro. Shout out to him. He narrated the book. But we're going to listen to this. We're going to break this down piece by piece. I warn you, this might trigger you if you don't. If you can't handle my show thus far, this is going to really trigger you. So if you don't, I'm putting a trigger warning out here now. If you are a weak-minded, feeble person, do not listen to this, because it will likely change your life forever. Let's go.
2: Sex as a Reward Every method of manipulation is based on the carrot-and-stick principle whose applicability depends to a large extent on the ratio of physical strength possessed by the trainer and trainee. When dealing with the young the carrot is favored as a means of control. It has the advantage of maintaining children's trust in adults so that even at a later date, they will bring their problems to their parents, and so the process of manipulation is continued.
0: I like how immediately she talks about... She lays the groundwork for how this is introduced to you as a child, but then translates to your adulthood in ways that you probably don't expect. So let's keep going.
2: This is much more effective than to start with the stick. If a captive dolphin has learned to do a trick well, its trainer throws it a fish. Because the dolphin wants to eat, it will do whatever is asked of it. Man, however, since he earns money, is quite capable of providing his own food. It would be impossible to bribe him in this way.
0: Again, I have to pause for fair use purposes, number one. Number two, I'm trying to provide commentary, education. And number three, because they just made a great point. Women don't really have the ability to control most men because most men are the ones who create most technology. Not because we're inherently smarter than women, necessarily, but because in this book, she talks about how most women are lazy because they can afford to be lazy. They don't have to put in a lot of work because they have a man or men to do it for them, which he's going to lay out again how they go about doing this.
2: Let's keep going. He would, in fact, be above bribery altogether were it not for one basic male need, which has to be satisfied, the need for physical contact with a woman's body. What This need is so strong and its fulfillment gives man such intense pleasure that one suspects it may be the prime reason for his voluntary enslavement to woman.
0: Notice she uses the term enslavement. This is a woman talking about and exposing the game that women run against men. Let's keep going.
2: His longing for subjection may even be a facet of his sexual makeup. The basis of any economy is a system of barter. Therefore, someone demanding a service must be able to offer something of equal value in exchange for it. But as a man must fulfill his sexual desires, and since he wants to possess exclusive rights over one vagina, the prices have risen to an extortionate level.
0: Notice she directly references and points out the monopoly that we are seeing and how women leverage the one thing that they know men do not have, or do not, are not able to create, at least not yet. With AI, who knows? That could change. But we're looking at it right now, and she's pointing out, again, this is a woman who wrote this book. Do not get fooled that because a man is narrating it, this was written by a man. I, last time I checked, not a lot of men were named Esther. Now, are... Edasa. if you want to go to the Hebrew, you could call it Edasa. But again, let's get back to this book.
2: This has made it possible for women to follow a system of exploitation which puts the most exploitative robber barons to shame. And no man remains exempt. The concept of femininity is essentially sociological, not biological. Even a homosexual is unlikely to escape without paying his dues. The part-
0: notice, notice, she, she even mentions the the uh, the rainbow riding community, and says that even if you're not heteronormative, you are not immune to this phenomenon because it has nothing to do with man and a woman per se, and everything to do with the masculine and feminine roles, which most women are feminine and most men are masculine, so therefore it's often classified alone as a man-woman issue when she points out that this exists in every relationship as both roles must be occupied by the two people in it.
2: partner whose sexual drive is less developed quickly discovers the weak points of the other, whose drive is more intense and manipulates him accordingly. It will always be the woman or the female partner in any homosexual relationship who exploits the man, for to be a female means to be undersexed. Just as woman denies herself any depth of emotion, she denies herself a sexual appetite. How else can a young girl tell her boyfriend she loves him but refuse him her body?
0: Manipulation again points out the very apparent manipulative, manipulative tactics used to, in her words, make the man into a voluntary servant.
2: Thanks to her mother's advice, a girl will suppress her desires, even in puberty, for the sake of the capital to be gained later. In earlier societies, a bride had to be a virgin to be worth anything, and even today, a girl who has little sexual experience will have a higher market value than one who has had a number of lovers chastity in a man on the other hand has never been worth much as women do not really care for men they are not much interested in their chastity
0: i want to pause right there very important point very important point number one this is one of the problems i have with the christian church they make it seem as though oh it's it's a virtue for a man to be a virgin this in my opinion is false in fact it makes you more subject to the being a victim to this type of manipulation by women. There's a man I love very much, dear friend of mine, who in my opinion, he's dealing with this very issue. And if he asked me, I'd tell him that, but the problem is most people don't wanna be put that way. It, it's hard for people to conceptualize a man as a victim and the woman as the oppressor because Karl Marx and Frederick Engels were so smart that in a communist manifesto, and a lot of their writings that became very popular amongst the same feminists that Esther Villar addressed in this book, they took the narrative that the man was the bourgeoisie and the woman was the proletariat. In other words, the man was the oppressor and the woman and children, the, the ones being oppressed. And so that narrative has been accepted by society when in fact Esther Villar argues the opposite is in fact true. When it is the man who is being manipulated by the woman, and she's acting like the puppet master, and is so good at it that she she's such a good ventriloquist that she is convinced the man that they are the they are the perpetrators when in fact they are the victims. See, this is, what, this is why it's important we talk about do women rule the world? Because in a lot of ways they do. The fact is a lot of male pride will not accept this fact. And it's very sad for me to, to even have that conversation with you because I don't want you to think that accepting that fact makes you less of a man. No, it makes you aware. It makes you conscious of the potential tactics that are being used against you and therefore you can choose your next course of action you can decide if you want to be a servant or you could decide to go your own way or you could decide to create your own lane but it forces you to make a conscious decision instead of just accepting the kool-aid and not just going with the program to be another drone or another cog and a giant wheel well my friends i could play the rest of that chapter but I think you get the point. The point is this. You have to make your own decision on how you view relationships, how your approach is to these relationships. And I don't advocate for your to feel emotional distress or disheartenment or to have it, your view distorted to the point of being aggressive or angry. This does not help you. It only hinders you as it allows your emotion to cloud your judgment. I would encourage you to pick up my book, Biblical Bachelor, to give you an idea, a baseline for what you can use to then create your own personal philosophy and a new way of living in your own life. So therefore you can set yourself free from the giant wheel. And maybe, just maybe, you might reclaim that which you have lost. What is that? Freedom. All too many people are willing to trade their freedom for comfort, and the freedom to be comfortable, instead of the freedom of making mistakes. The price of freedom is exorbitant, but most people only want the freedom to be comfortable. Most people yearn for social order and rigid rules, not for the freedom, because with freedom comes responsibility but also many people are willing to show off, shrug off the responsibility in return for claps on the back and hearts online. My friends, I encourage you to li- let yourself be heard, whether it's in the comments, on my ex Twitter page, at Sheep Get Sheared, whatever it is, I encourage you to question everything you heard today. I, question, I encourage you to question things I encourage you to stay vigilant, informed, and to the end of the day, make your own mind up. Whether you agree with me, you disagree with me, I want you to make your own choice. That is what I want for you. Don't drift, make decisions. Have a great day. I'm out. Peace.